Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. Oh, man, what an amazing start to I Am Athlete Tonight. Uh, we're breaking news. <laughs> we got uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown first. Man, this is legendary, dudes. This is. Do you understand big. how big this is? Big. Real big, like my, my man literally just got traded last night. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, this may be the first interview he's doing. And it's what I am athlete tonight. We really appreciate you for coming on Hollywood Brown. Marquise Hollywood Brown, let me put your whole name out there. Um, I, if it's all right, Brent, I'm gonna go ahead and set this off. I mean, just, just tell us the emotions as a player, right? No, 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 no. Time out, stop, stop, dudes. No, we can jump right into it. Okay. What happened? What there happened? There it is. Well, that's what I was about to ask, but you just want to get straight to it, huh? Yeah, straight to it. What happened, bro? I mean, you grew up with Lamar Jackson. Y'all yeah. brothers, y'all walk into the stadium together. You know, y'all have this legendary uh, tradition and routine. You know what I mean? I don't know if you pick him up, he picks you up. You know, how do you guys go from that to now you being traded to the Arizona Cardinals? Um, It was just some, like, my, my happiness. I mean, I talked to Lamar about it. You know, after my second year and, you know, then uh, after my third year leading up to the end of the season, you know, he wasn't playing. You know, I, I let him know again, like, yeah, bro, I can't do it. And, you know, it's not really on Lamar. Like, I love Lamar. It was just, you know, it's just the system wasn't for me personally. You know, I love all my teammates. You know, I love the guys. But it was just, you know, something I had to think about for myself. And, you know, the, the Ravens did – we both handled it the right way. You know, I didn't go out and make anything public. You know, I just kept it, kept it in house, kept working. And, you know, it all, it all worked out. So let me so, get this right, Marquise uh, Brown. You're, you're saying that you, you did go and ask for a trade because I know it was out on the Ravens website last night. We hadn't heard it, you know, this off season. So you specifically asked the Ravens for a trade. Yeah. I asked them for a trade after the season. Okay. So what, what was it about the system that just, wasn't clicking for you that it didn't mesh. Why did you feel like you needed to to be traded and go go somewhere else? Uh, I was just, I mean, the situations I was put in a lot of times. I mean, like as a receiver, me even in college, I didn't catch as many balls. But the situations I was put in, I you know, I was put in situations that could help me thrive. And I just felt, you know, times times throughout my career there, I wasn't put in the best situations, and it was just something that I was dealing with. Um, but you know, I never complained. You know, I just kept, you know, for Lamar, I'm just keep working, bro. Let's get the Super Bowl. Let's get the Super Bowl. And even to this day, I know the Ravens, they're 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 gonna be where they need to be because of Lamar Jackson. So it was one of those things that like like I feel like they didn't they didn't need me. Like y'all gonna be in the situation with the scheme they they run, they're gonna be in a good situation regardless. Right. So it was it was one of those things that I just wanted to get to a situation, you know, where I could be happy and that I can contribute the way I know I, I can. Right. I mean, come on, dudes. You know this, man. I'm a wide receiver, but I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I know Baltimore is an amazing city, an amazing organization here. Great things about both. You know, but at the end of the day, man, we get paid to catch the ball. You know, Greg Roman, phenomenal with the run game, phenomenal what he does. And even, you know, obviously, Lamar, you just talk highly of Lamar. You know, so there's nothing there. 
But at the end of the day, like, when you see, and tell me if this comes into play for you, because I knew it did for me, right? Sitting there, watching all the games and all the action. You know, we keep up with everybody else in the league, right? You mm-hmm. see Jamar Chase. You see Justin Jefferson. You see all the Tyreek Hill. You see these guys performing at an extremely high level, catching 10 balls a game, going for over 100 yards a game, two touchdowns. How did that make you feel? Uh, and did that play a, a role in you saying, you know what, I think there's more out there for me? Uh, definitely. I mean, I, you know, I look at, you know, I'll get to the playoffs. You know, they use me how it's supposed to be used. I go for 100-yard games, and then I'm like, okay, this, this, this should lead on. Then I go games where, you know, we're losing. They wait till, like, the third or the fourth, start getting me the ball. I help the team win. Then I go to the following game and not get the ball. So it it was just one of those things, like, as a mind, a mind thing, like, it, it I'm too much of a competitor to to not get the ball to the fourth. Like, I'm too right. much a competitor to not help my team till we down and out. And then it's like, all right, here we go. But it was one of those things. Like, definitely, I mean, I train with a lot of guys. A lot of guys got respect for me. A lot of guys come to me for advice when they, when they be putting up more yards <laughs> and stats than me. So it's just like, I'm like, man, I might as well just try to, you know, I'm young, try to just go somewhere. You know, I love Kyler. You know, that's one of my best friends. And I'm, you know, I'm fortunate, you know, to go there and learn from Hop and, you know, have a good group of guys around me. And it's going to be fun. What do you mean best friend? What do you mean friend? How did that happen? You can uh, only you have know, one best friend. You can only have one best friend. It can't be Lamar Jackson and uh, uh, nah, Kyler Murray. I, I got I got four four real close, close friends. And it's, it's uh, Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson is two of them. This is I Am Athlete Tonight, Lige Dusable with Brandon Marshall. Really appreciate Marquise Hollywood Brown talking to us, fresh off getting just traded to the Arizona Cardinals. And that was a perfect segue. You talked about Kyler Murray. I know you got history with him. Um, when the Ravens and you talked about this trade, did you kind of get to choose where you wanted to go? And Kyler Murray, in your history with him, did did that have a you know a play in why you know you were able to get traded to the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I told him and you know, I would like to go to the Cardinals. Uh, I think the Chiefs were in play. The Packers made a Chiefs and Chiefs and Packers made a play towards the end. And, you know, Cardinals, you know, they came through and they, they came and got me. So I'm very fortunate to them and, you know, thank God every day. But, yeah, it was definitely one of those things. Me and Kyler wanted to get back and play together. Does that mean that the Cardinals threw the biggest bag when you say they made a play, but the Cardinals stepped up? And if they did, uh, like, what, 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 come on, give us some breaking news. What's this contract going to be like? Because you know Adam Schefter going to get it. Is it a four-year, five-year? Come on, give us a little bit of detail, bro. Nah, I ain't even, I ain't even, you know, getting no contract details, really, because I want to really showcase what I can do first. So it, it's not even no thing where, like, I was looking to get paid. You know, that was going around, like, oh, I'm holding out because I want to get paid. It's not even nothing like that. Like, I've been broke before. You know, I've been – I ain't looking – I'm not looking to break the bank right now. I'm looking to get to a situation where, you know, I could thrive and, and have fun. Marquise, you, you talked about uh, Kyler Murray being one of your best friends. Just talk about your relationship with him going back to Oklahoma. Like, why was Arizona on the top of your list? Was it because you have that rapport with Kyler Murray going back to college? Or is it because of the friendship you have? And, and then also, uh, two-part, 
with DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green, you know, being there with you, what do you think this offense can be when you're at, at the Arizona Cardinals this year with Kyler Murray at the helm? Uh, uh, definitely. I mean, me and Kyler, it, it goes uh, friendship and chemistry rise. I mean, he was my host when I visited Oklahoma. You know, I wasn't a starter when I got there, and he wasn't a starter, so we worked together through my time there. I didn't start really playing with Baker to halfway through my first season. And then, you know, I got with Kyler my second season, and we talked every day. Like, we didn't play on the same team. We talked every day. We played video games together. I mean, we've been in – we do a lot of stuff together, so – it was just it was just one of those things like you know if I can if if I have to leave Lamar Jackson I would want to go to another guy that I know and you know it was it was Kyler. So let me ask this question: you know, there's a lot of conversation around Kyler Murray over the last six seven months or so. Um, you know, he scrubbed his Instagram page from all Cardinal stuff, and um, you know now it's about like he wants to be there long term. He wants a contract. You know, does it does it scare you a little bit that you're coming over, believing that you're 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 rekindling this with Kyler Murray, but could potentially, you know, be on the outs in, in a year? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think he's gonna be out. I mean, I I think they're gonna get it done. Um, they love him. He loves it there. I think they'll get it done. That's good. That's good. Earlier, we, we talked about, you know, you not getting enough catches in Baltimore and your, re and your reasons for leaving. You felt like you weren't being used properly until the playoffs, right? Well, now you're going to a system that has one of the top receivers in the league and DeAndre Hopkins, who gets a high target share. Is that a concern, right? Because, you know, you were essentially the guy at the Ravens and you, you know, maybe weren't comfortable in the way the offense was and it didn't really highlight your skill set. But now you could potentially be the number two guy in Arizona. I mean, does that play in your head as far as maybe not getting enough targets because you know DeAndre Hopkins gets the ball so much? No, like I said, I was never, even in college, I was never a high target guy. It was how I was used, how I was utilized. I'm really excited to play with Hop, and it's going to be it's gonna be crazy, you know, because I've been facing, you know, the number one corners. I've been getting the clouds. So I'm really excited, <laughs> you know, to be, a, be able to, you know, help relieve stress off of him and, and come in and I feel like we're going to have a high part offense. I feel like it's going to be a pick your poison type of thing. Goals, bro. We got a couple more questions. We got, we'll let you go. Cause we know you're going to, you're in Arizona now and you're going to do your press conference. I think the car is out there waiting for you. So thank you so much for giving us this time. My, my, my next question for you is goals. Like what's your goals uh, going into this season in a new situation, new uniform? Uh, my goal is always is to stay healthy, you know, God willing. I want to stay healthy. I want to be able to um, really contribute and help take team to the Super Bowl. Like, I never, I never, my whole life, I never really put statistic goals out there because I know God blessed me enough. If, I was, if I'm going to stay healthy, you know, I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish. So that's really my main goal. Have you uh, talked to head coach Cliff Kingsbury specifically and how he plans to use your skill set? Because I know that's something – that's important to you. You know, you talked about relieving some of the pressure off of DeAndre Hopkins, but you specifically, like, has he talked about how he's going to specifically use you? No, we didn't really get to talk much. I mean, he recruited me coming out of uh, college, uh, of the Canyons, and, you know, played against him at Texas Tech. So I'm, I'm pretty sure you got a good idea. So, Les, well, I got two more questions. Um, 
this this one is one. This is one A, one B. Okay. Um, your message to the Ravens fans. And then after that, um, what's your message to the Cardinals fans? Give you an opportunity to address both organizations and, and fan bases. Uh, yeah, my message to the uh, Ravens fans is I got nothing but love to the Ravens fans, to the Ravens organization, to my brothers that I play with. Um, nothing but love. And I know that you guys going to do great things. And looking forward to, you know, playing y'all, playing y'all whenever, you know, if it God willing Super Bowl and to the uh Cardinals, you know, I'm excited. I mean, I'm ready to get this thing going. Um, feel like we're gonna be high powered uh and try to bring Super Bowl, you know, to Arizona. Awesome. All right, well, I got the last one, dudes. We're gonna let go you ahead. go, man. Um look, man, you know, I gotta drop dudes is the more corporate one, you know, Hollywood. <laughs> and you know me, man. I yeah. got one foot out and one foot in. Right, so I got to get a little messy to end it, man. You, you, we talk about Lamar, but Lamar tweet, you know, what the, you know, what the hell? And, you know, you, we know what he said. It, it seemed like he was shocked, bro. I, his feelings, bro, you got to send him some flowers. You got to send him some, I don't know, bro, like, you got to send him something to make him feel better, bro, because it, it seemed like he was surprised about last night. And to me, you know, I, I think that, like, I feel like the quarterback should always be in the know, but it seems like he was surprised. Nah, he wasn't surprised. He wasn't surprised. Okay, so this is a conversation that you guys already had. I do got one more if you don't mind, Hollywood, and and, and this is going back to the Ravens. Like, I know you said during the playoffs, it seemed like you got an uptick and they were getting you the ball the way you wanted to. Were there any conversations between you, the coaches, the front office, as far as your usage, like how – you would be like how you would like to be used in the offense. Um, that way, a situation like this would have never occurred. Yeah, uh, definitely, plenty of times. And it was one of those situations where it wasn't even always about me. It was about the room. I feel like we had high-powered guys. Like for the first time, I'm like, yo, we got guys, guys, in the receiver room, mm -hmm. and they're looking at me, and I'm like. So I'll be the one to say something, but every time I say something, it's like they're trying to paint me as the selfish one when I'm speaking for the group. So I really just kind of started just keeping it to myself and was like bottling it in. I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm going to go ahead and try to go somewhere else. Appreciate All right, bro, you, man. Best of luck yeah. in Arizona, my guy. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Inside the Green Room with three-time NBA champ Danny Green. Joel's playing the playoffs, James playing the playoffs, knowing that they're making an emphasis here not to call as many fouls in the playoffs. They're going to change it even more. So they're going to let guys play even more. And the key is to, when it doesn't happen, get the back on defense. But you got to get back. So we don't get the foul call. We don't make a shot. We can't let our offense dictate our defense. And that's the biggest thing, biggest change we need to grow in and mature on. Don't miss an episode of Inside the Green Room with Danny Green every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to I Am Athlete tonight. I am your host, Leger Doosable. And I'm with my guy, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State Defensive End, taken in the first round by the New York Jets. My New York Jets, I played for Robert Sala. Couldn't be more excited. I had this guy going at pick number four or 10, and the Jets were able to trade back into the first round and get him at 26. Speaking of that, Jermaine, and I want you to just be honest with me, man. When you're sitting in that room, right, and you yeah. probably heard all the mock drafts, guys had you going as a top 10 pick, guys and talent evaluators had you as a top 10 prospect, and then your name starts to slip. You see three other defensive ends go before you. Like, what is going through your head? Like, honestly, what is the first thing that came to your mind? 
for sure. Uh, it got to be, um, first off, I'm a man of faith, man. So I knew I was going to be where I'm supposed to be at anyway. God always got my back. He always does. Um, but at the same time, I felt a little bit disrespect. Um, but it's all good. I just know they're going to feel me for sure. Mm. Team, every team, they're going to feel me. So, yeah, you talked about that. You, they, you felt a little disrespected, right? It, so so what what was it? What do you think it was? And I know it really doesn't matter because you're a Jedi, but what, is, what do you think it was that, that made teams, quote unquote, pass on you and and you slipped to tw- the 26th spot? You know, that's that's none of my concern, man. And what is my concern is, um, you know, making sure making sure they know they, they messed up on game day. Yeah. So we, we talked about those those three other guys that went before you and you said they're going to feel you. But but exact like what what do you mean by they going to feel you like? Is that something that you're going to use as, as fuel to your fire as far as, you know, coming out and showing and proving that, you know, I should have been the first defensive lineman or I should have been the number one pick taken? Like, is that going to fuel you um, as far as, you know, your gameplay on the field? Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, it's a it's a blatant decision saying you're not as good as we think you are. <laughs> it's as I simple like that. as that. So, uh, you know, that that's going to ride with me. But um you know, I'm with the Jets now, and, and to be quite honest, this ain't even no PR answer. I know, you know, I know they like me a lot, and, and they love me, and not just what I do on the field, you know, off the field as a person. You know, they, they was trying to trade up for me since pick 15, calling every team, every pick, every team, every pick, until they're finally able to get me. So you got a team able to do that with you, and that's riding behind you like that. I can't wait. I can't wait to give this team all I got. And that's 100 pick. Percent facts. I talked to Robert Sala like once a week, bro. And I knew I knew he liked you a lot, right? And our yeah. discussions with you going back to the senior bowl, him watching you there, even though he was coaching the other team, he really liked you. And I know for a fact, you know, as you said, sometimes it's PR, you know, we were trying to trade up for him since they legitimately, bro, like really were trying to trade up and get you since pick 15. So I just think it was destiny for you to become a jet. And I know when you came on your visit, you had sent out a, a Twitter post, right? Saying um, it doesn't matter what other people say about me. You know, I, I'm confident in who yeah. I am. Just talk about that because I think it threw some fans for a loop thinking that maybe you had a bad visit yeah, yeah, when yeah. you came to New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen that on Twitter. Some of the Jets fans were like, oh, I didn't go good or whatever. Yeah. It, it was literally the exact opposite of why I kind of tweeted that because how how this organization felt about me. You know, it was kind of some, some validity, you know, in, in the sense that like, you know, I, I did, you know, I made the right decision in, in believing in myself and, and my value because I'm not the only one that values myself like this because this organization does. So that's kind of what that tweet was about, man. And I knew it was a kind of misconception. So, you know, I actually tried to tweet about it after and be like, no, 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 wait, great. Uh, no, it's out there on Twitter. It's it's, it's, it's in pen, yeah, man. I people people are going, you're going to learn this being in New York. I'm going to go ahead and give you some knowledge from my old head. Yes, sir. Once it's out there in Twitter, man, they're going to you know, decipher it how they want to decipher it. There's no use of arguing with people on Twitter, man. I've learned that mm-hmm. the hard way too many times. <laughs> so once you put something out there, man, just know it's in pen. And they're going to decipher it how they want to decipher it. Yeah, for sure. uh, but 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 talking about your journey, I know you're real adamant about that. Even in your coat pocket, I saw that yesterday. You put all the schools you went to, and before I talk about your journey, why do you think you had to go the JUCO route before going to a big school like Georgia? Like what 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 happened where you had to go to the JUCO route before going straight to a, a school like Georgia? Oh, I was just a non-qualifier, bro. That's okay. all it was. Uh, the, my first couple of years of high school, I was I was I was not handling my business, you know. And I'm a first I'm a first generation college grad, and you know I'm the first in my family to do anything like this. So you know, I didn't really 
you know, not saying I didn't have enough sense to do good in school, but I wasn't really focused on it like that. But then once I seen the doors opening, I was like, nah, you know, I got to get it together. You know, I got opportunity to trailblaze for my family, for everybody. You know, I'm a smart kid, you know, everything like that. So, you know, I knew I had to put on not only for myself, but, uh, you know, for my family. Yeah, that's what's up. Now let's talk about your journey, right? You go from Juco, last chance you, then you go to Georgia, then decide to transfer, you know, bet on yourself, go to Florida State so you can get more playing time. Then you go to the Senior Bowl and then you get drafted by the Jets. Just talk about how this journey and being in so many different places has shaped you and made Jermaine Johns. Man, it made me uh, it made me fall back on who I truly am. You know, when people are put through hard times, you know, especially playing football, you're going to fall back for, for what you truly are. You know what I'm saying? If, if, you're, not, if you're a coward or, or anything like that, you're going to fall back to that because, you know, you are. But if, you, if you're a fighter, if you got all the resilience, if you're a true competitor, all that stuff comes to light. There's no hiding in football. That's why people go play basketball. <laughs> there's no hiding in football. I like that. <laughs> so um, There's no hiding and, and there's definitely no hiding in my journey. You know, I, I, I stood 10 toes, you know, where I was at everywhere. You know, I stared all that in the face. And um, you can talk to all my teammates at any place I was, bro. You know, I'm, I'm a real guy. Bro. I'm a real deal. Um, not, not just in how I play, but, you know, as a man, you know, I, I stand on the right principles. So, I mean, just staring and staring all that adversity in the face and, you know, just being able to swallow and be like, all right, let's go. So, I mean, that's kind of what it did for me, and it, it let me find out who Jermaine is. All right, let's talk about some X's and O's, man. To me, you're the best edge defender against the run, right? You play with a different type of physicality. To me, you have the heaviest hands in the draft class as far as, you know, putting hands on offensive tackles, and they immediately go backwards. And then you play with such violence as far as getting off blocks. Yeah. Just talk about your thought process against the run, because, you know, when you talk about, you know, edge guys usually mm -hmm. pass rush comes up right nobody really talks about defending the run the Jets struggled last year in defending the run I think we're 32nd in the NFL so I think it bodes well that you're coming to the Jets and you actually put an emphasis in your game against playing against the run just tell me is that just a mindset like what is your mindset with playing against the run because you do it quite well I mean that's that's uh that's just the nature of me man you know I like to get down and dirty I like to earn a right to rush the pass you know, I look good, but I ain't a pretty boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let them know. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? So, I mean, I like to get down and dirty, and uh, that's just the nature of my game, uh, especially, you know, I always revert back to that journey, bro. My journey wasn't wasn't clean. It wasn't a clean cut or anything like that. I had to get dirty, you know, in my journey and get things done, and it's the same for my game. You know, I got to get dirty, you know, and I'll set the tone. I'll set the tone in the run game. Like, if I get a pulling guard my way, buckle up. <laughs> buckle I love up. that. I you love know? that. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about pass rush a little bit, because as I stated earlier, like you've really ascended into your pass rush game. And, and it's I've seen it grow from the beginning of you know the season. Well, going back to Georgia, honestly, to when you went to Florida State and, and growing from there, it seems like in the beginning of the year, you're more of a long arm guy. And then you started switching up, hitting guys with spin moves. I've seen reverse spin moves where you spin from inside out. And, and beat guys. I, I saw you use the swipe. I, I've seen you use the quick arm over. Just talk about how throughout the season you progressed and what was it that like the switch flip right from yeah. the beginning of the season towards the end of the season, Miami, where you just dominated yeah. and then going into the senior bowl where you dominated so much that you left after only two practices. Yeah, man, it, it, this was my first, this past year was my first full year, full, full time starting, you know, gig in, in the division one level. So, you know, I, I, here I go, I get the opportunity to be a full time pass rusher. And, you know, the, the best thing about football is there's no better teacher than experience. 
So being able to experience that at a high level, being a full-time starter, 60, 70 plays a game, um, you know, I got to learn a lot, you know, about it. You don't know what you don't know. So being a starter that long and, and finally getting into that role, I got to find, you know, find out the nuances and everything there is to be a pass rusher. So that's why as the season went on, I just got better and better and better. And then even when the season ended, I was training. I was getting better, better, better. That's why I did what I did at the Senior Bowl. Um, but like this, I mean, uh, I, just being able to be that full-time pass rusher, bro, this 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 past year, and then now going into the league, knowing what I know, feeling everything I feel, and I'm just excited, bro. I feel like a new car, and, and I can't wait to take it off the lot. Have you talking to Robert Sala specifically about how they plan to use you in this defense? I know he talked about maybe using you as the wide nine. For people that may not know what that is, that's outside the tight end, tilted in, creating you know a, a vertical edge in the yeah. run game, and then just getting up the field and creating havoc in the pass rush game. Yeah. But have you talked to him specifically on how he will use your skill set? Yeah, I mean, just just look at look at my college tape. And I, I'm best when I affect the quarterback, and that's what he plans to do with me. Put me on that edge and let me attack. You know, that's Coach Solid's defense: attack, attack, attack. You know, and go go wreak havoc. So that's what he plans to do: put me on that edge, like you said, that wide nine, and have me either set a hard edge, and I can't wait till the first tight end get across from me, set a hard edge on him, and then get to the quarterback. Man, I just love your mentality. It kind of reminds me of mine, especially when it comes <laughs> against the run, just the physicality of it. But also, I want to dive into something a little bit deeper because yes, sir. I hear you talk about, you know, your faith uh, in the beginning when, when you were sitting in the draft room. Um, yeah. What What is your why to the reason you play the game of football, right? Because I can tell there's something there and the reason why you're so passionate about this game. Well, there's always one thing. I love the sport of football and everything it has to offer. You know, there's nothing, there's no sport like it. And there's nothing, there's nothing like it, mainly because you got those brothers that you play with. And the feeling you get when you win games, you get to look around at all them brothers and everything flushes back. Them, them workouts y'all didn't want to do, them extra sprints y'all didn't want to run, and all that comes back. So just because I love the sport of football. And second, because I love my family and how much they do for me and how much they sacrifice. And I want to be a trailblazer. And, you know, I got little brothers that look up to me, man. And then they was crying on draft day you know, for me, you know, my brothers, my brothers don't cry. So, you know, I knew it meant something. And, and, and even all my siblings, you know, they, they look up to me, bro. And I, and I can't keep talking about my family because that's where I'm going to start crying or something. But, I love um, it. This is what this is about. There's a safe so, space for you to come on and, and already bro. about what you truly want to talk about. But, so. but that's it, man. That's my family, my support system. That's my why. And, uh, and there, there were a keystone, you know, into why this is all possible. So, you know, for them to be there on draft day and, and with the cameras and getting interviewed and stuff, you know, now it's not just me in the limelight. I mean, y'all get to see everything behind the scenes and, you know, all the money and time spent, all the games that was traveled to and, you know, all the money that could have went to the family. But, you know, they 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 they, they took care of me. You know, that, that, that means everything to me, bro. So I'm, I'm going to pay it back and, and in more ways than just, you know, a materialistic. You know, I'm going to set the way for everybody to come behind me. Last question here, man. Are, are you ready for, for the bright lights of New York? I know we talked about the media and everything, but there's no city like it, man, once you're winning in New York, man. So just Mo, tell me real quick, are you ready for these big lights in the Big Apple? Look, man, I don't I don't fold under pressure. Mm. It, it, it creates a diamond. Pressure forms diamonds, man, and it, that's what I am. So I, I, love, I love the limelight. I love, I love the pressure. When it's on, I'm going to make a play. You know, that's what I do. So, you know, I'm just excited to bring everything I have to offer to the Jets. And I can't wait till I make that first play and they, and they go crazy, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. Appreciate you talking to me, man. It was a great interview. Uh, Lige Doosable, I am athlete tonight, talking with my guy, Jermaine Johnson. 
defensive end from Florida State. The Jets traded back up into the first round to get him. He's going to be a real play- playmaker. And at the end of the day, I think this guy has the potential to be the best in drafted in this class. I appreciate you for coming on with us. Man. Already, man. Appreciate you. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete Tonight weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Sirius XM channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Sirius XM Podcasts.